Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Mr. Stark, you've become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. It's quite a mouthful. I know. Just call and shoot. So, Russ, given that they actually made a point of, uh, of mentioning it in the, the second episode, do you think we'll actually see the bathrooms at the S.H.I.E.L.D. base? I would hope so. The, the whole tile thing has me intrigued. You know, is it Indeed. subway tile? Is it more like a travertine? I mean, they, they have limited resources, so I'm not expecting, like, a fine Italian, you know, yeah. tile or something like that. But, like, you know, maybe something uh, maybe of a higher grade than what you get at Lowe's or something. Yeah. Maybe, you know, thin grout, you know, that's kind of the way things are going these days. You don't see yeah. the thick, you know, heavy grout. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe darker color because they're, yep. you know, you know, dirt, you know, going on missions and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you want know, something that's going to hold up, though. I mean, it's going to get a lot of wear and tear and use. I mean, these guys get pretty dirty pretty quick. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome to uh, this old house. Uh <laughs> Uh, no, you have reached uh, It's All Connected, and we are discussing uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., episode t- Season 2, Episode 2, entitled Heavy is the Head. Uh, my name is Ken Morgan, and I am joined by Russell Latham. How are you, Russ? Good. Just you and I tonight. Yep, yep. The two of us uh, talking S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, John is off on a, a mission. I think that's uh, sleeping, and uh, Brad is... Uh, probably at work and doing his deal so i couldn't be at the premiere um and actually uh i'm sorry to say i didn't actually get a listen, chance to listen to the episode how, how did we like the premiere uh we liked it pretty well uh yeah. i you know I, i'm curious to, see, to hear what you thought but uh you know generally we were pretty happy with it the thing started off with a bang uh you know we're right into it it it, it definitely the pacing and the tone are very different from where we started a year ago yeah, it really did. And one of the things that jumped out, and I'm sure you talked about, was you know, when we were leading up to the premiere and they were getting all the casting news during the summer, they made a big deal about how Lucy Lawless was joining the cast of S.H.I.E.L.D. and she was going to be there and they show all the pictures of her and all that. And, and then if you remember when we were talking some news at one point, I was looking at the uh, cast and only, um, oh, I forgot the name of the character who plays uh, Hunter was the only one listed as a regular cast member. Lucy Lawless was relegated to uh, a recurring cast member, and we're like, oh, she won't be on as much. Uh, I was not expecting her to die in that first episode, but it, it made sense to me. If they're going to introduce Hunter as a regular, regular member of the team, um, well, they, it was a good way to set him up. You know, It shows what she's been doing for the last several months. It showed that uh, uh, Coulson was was recruiting whoever he can. In this case, he got a former Shield agent who fell in with mercenaries, and we've got one of the mercenaries, mercenaries to stick with the team. I am not convinced she's dead. Really, I'm not. And here's here's why I say that. So they make a whole point of her arm starting to get that crazy black death thing. So they cut it off. Right. It's like, if you're just going to kill her, like, why would they go through the trouble of the whole cutting of the arm? Why wouldn't they just have her, you know, have this whole Black Death thing creep over her entirely, and then he just takes the thing out of her just dead to hand? Just to drag it on and get us further on how they're doing everything they can to save her life and to, to get her there to think, okay, this is how she's going to be. They'll do this. And I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to do I think the Black Death would be... Uh, uh, simpler i think it showed the lengths that they were going to go it showed the how much they cared about each other that he was going to do that for her because he was trying to save her life and uh basically make it that more hit him that much harder when she did get was killed by by creel that you know he did that to her for nothing uh i guess is how i how i saw it but i i i'm at least satisfied with, with her being dead so I'm I'm calling it now. I, I think she's going to be back. 
I don't know. She, 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 her, she, her arm was cut off with just a knife. wasn't cauterized. She, she was bleeding out already, and now she has this major trauma from the accident. I'm, I'm. She's, she's dead. Deathlock, Lady Deathlock. Oh no! Stop. I'm all right, all right. Well, it's 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 been noted and recorded for posterity. At um, five oh, at five minutes and nine seconds into this recording of thereabouts on uh, October the second of twenty fourteen, <laughs> um, by the end of the season, people can look back at this and ridicule me or call me a genius. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see which one right. is true. But one of the biggest, uh, the best uh, reveals of the whole thing was uh, Fitzsimmons. Yes. Um, Fitz Ian DeCaster. The cast, I, I, all right, he he, his performance of this fits is so different, obviously, from the fits we've come to know, and he and I I think it works for me. He's he's pulling it off, um, but but seeing when they did the reveal of Simmons being basically in his head, that just you know looking back at the way the scenes were were handled, it makes sense that I should have saw it before. But it was it. It just I'm excited to see it. And uh, uh, you mentioned something offline. I think that you hope they don't drag it out. And it looks like they're not going to. And in fact, he already started to get a uh, a real world um, counterpart. Some of the bounce ideas off of in the form of Mac. Yeah. And uh, you can even see the projections of the right word, but the imaginary Simmons started to step away and let that happen. Yeah. Uh, which was which was which was good. It's yeah, almost really, like, yeah. I really like those scenes because I, I think the Fitzsimmons dynamic, you know, we saw a lot of that in season one. So to see this be different, and it's such a contrast between Sky and, you know, Coulson is kind of removing himself for for obvious reasons. Um, uh, May is kind of, you know, doing her own thing and, and kind of knows that something's up. So they're all kind of keeping their distance from Fitz. I think they don't really know how to interact with him because they know that something's wrong and they're trying to kind of be gentle with him. Yeah. And Mac takes the opposite approach. He's like, look, you know, yeah, this, this guy has a disability, but we shouldn't let that push him away from us or push us away Mm -hmm. from him. We need to embrace it and help him and, you know, integrate him back into this team because he can, he can add something to it. Uh, So I thought that was really cool that he kind of stepped in and, and they pushed that forward. Yeah, that's what I saw. I saw. I saw uh, Trip and in this episode in particular, Trip and Sky. You know, they know Fitz a certain way, and they don't know this Fitz, and they don't know how to act around him. Mac doesn't know the old Fitz. He knows this Fitz, right. and he knows that this Fitz is 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 a, is a genius, amazingly intelligent, and he's trying to help bring that out and trying to help him get through these issues. And and it's really good, really good to see that. And uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was really really neat. But I really enjoy the way he's actually playing the character, it, just because it's it's complete as, as almost as opposite as you can get from yeah. the way the way he was. Um, so, but yeah, they're the two big things that come to the top the top of my head from from the pre-show. So, I mean, there's so much we can talk about uh, from the from the first episode, and I'll leave that for what you guys talked about. Uh, let's get into episode two. Yeah, which picks two. up right where episode one left off. We were talking offline. Uh, this really felt like it was meant to be, or could have been, a two-hour premiere. Yeah, uh, they and it, they just you know, split into two, which you know would have been great if they did it that way. Uh, but these definitely all work together. It's just, it's it's one, all one big episode, and it really sets up the the, the season. Yeah, and again, it's just kind of you know in the beginning more of the same, uh, you know where. We're just we're just all in on this. We didn't see uh, Patton Oswalt this week, and they no you know, no we didn't. In fact, they they said you know when he gets back, right? Uh, which is suggests because he's going to be a uh, he finally is like a recurring recurring actor as well. So we're not going to see him every 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 episode. Which although I guess we could since there's, apparently there are, there's many brothers. Yes, <laughs> you know. and I'm sure they will address that as the season goes on. We see that in the base when they kind of cut back that there's a lot of, you know, the recruit base is growing. You know, we're seeing more people walking around in the background, not really doing, having an, you know, role in the forefront. But we see that yep. there's the beginnings of a support staff and obviously other agents that will be yep. able to, to help out with stuff. 
Yep, they got the lab workers, you know, the lab guys with the lab the shield lab coats are in there, and they're still just like they were before. So Colson is traveling the globe uh, doing recruitment missions, and he's getting some results, but he's getting a lot of a lot of denies as well. Talbot, yeah. we got Talbot back pretty pretty early on. Talbot, yeah, and and his stash and his stash. We'll see how uh, how that goes. I, I I'm interested to see where uh, that goes. There's a bit of casting news this week. It we'll talk about later that may refer to something he said earlier in this or said in this particular episode, episode two. But uh, there seems to be an uneasy truce right now, but I don't think it's going to last between Shield and uh, and and uh, and Talbot. I, I really, one of the things I had in my notes was I really like this three-way struggle, and I think at this point there's almost like a four-way struggle to some degree. So we have S.H.I.E.L.D., we have HYDRA, we have the U.S. military, and then we have this, I, I'll say this fourth faction with Reyna and Sky's father, you know, Kyle right. McLaughlin's character. So I like the fact that it's not just this good guys versus bad guys. You know, it's not just Hydra versus Shield. It's there's these different dynamics that are floating out there, and I think it's going to cause you to cause us to see a lot of um, strange bedfellows. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of team ups. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on whose agenda needs to be pushed where. It's um, going to come a lot of the uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend is yeah. going to play a lot in this season, and that's going to include Ward as well. We already saw a little bit of him trying to be useful, uh, and that's going to be the uh, the entry way to get him not integrate back in the team and not even get into a level of trust, but to, to be helpful, be useful. But there will come a point where they're going to have to put him in the field for one reason or another, whether it's to infiltrate Hydra or do something and, and I know uh, John gets a lot of heartburn whenever we talk about the idea of a redemption for war but th- that day is going to come uh, I don't know if it's going to come in season 2 but it's it's going to happen and with all these different factions going on there there's going to come a point with uh, where it's gonna, he's going to be more useful in the field than he is in a cell yeah I, you know I'm sure they will I, I just it really you know we've talked about this to death but it really for me depends on how they do it because I'm not I'm kind of more in John's camp when it comes to to ward they're really gonna have to do a good job of selling that otherwise it, it's gonna be well problematic they've, they've already started it they've planted the yeah. seeds and and that's that's I, I you can see the groundwork of the way they're gonna they're gonna start building up with this yeah um all right so let's move into episode two. Uh, like I said, it picks up right where you left off. May comes up upon the scene of the wreck. Uh, but yeah, she when pursuing Creel, I don't know if she she took a shot. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. No. Um, yeah, I but it was I, it was interesting. You know, Coulson again. You know, the title of the episode is "Heavy as the Head," and I think you know that may not beat over the head too much, but I think they laid it on a little thick. You know that Coulson is feeling the the struggle in the in the trials and tribulations of being the director of shield and mm-hmm. keeping himself away and making the hard choices and I think the um, big the big payoff of that of course obviously is is near the end of the episode yes. with, with him yes, and May yes. and that's that's the true meaning of that of that title is is right there yeah. But it but it was cool I mean we're seeing that May is is gaining more respect for Colson as director I mean I think the old May from season one would have just done it anyway. Like she would have taken the shot. She would have gone in and she's trying to repair the relationship she has with Colson. And, you know, she is, she is a soldier and she, I think it, again, it comes down to chain of command. He is the director. He is in charge and, you know, she's going to follow his lead, whether she agrees with it or not. You know, and that's something we didn't see because it's been several months, uh, the entire winter. If uh, they did the one reference, uh, I think in the first episode. Yes. Um, you know, but but those who are part of Shield now um, have definitely accepted Coulson as being the director. So I, I would love to know what kind of um, growing pains he had to go through to convince people and get them on board, and how easy or difficult it was to 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 get that outside of the core team to become the director to them as well. Yeah. And I think 
with the new folks coming in, it's probably going to be easier to swallow that transition. I think that they're showing that the the core team is having a harder time dealing with it because they're used to Colson being right there. They're used to having direct access to him. They're used to him going out in the field and doing things. And for him to be on scouting missions, for him to be sequestering himself, um, you know, physically and mentally, uh, I think, you know, especially like Sky is having a real hard time yeah. with that. And we see that, you know, when she con- confronts him directly and says, look, you know, you have to talk to me. You know, you can't just, you know, wall yourself away and, and be like this. You know, we, you know, you need to communicate more with me. I'm here because of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I wonder if it's if it's. Sky herself being an 084, but she she has not, and Grant, she has had the drug in her a lot less time than Colson has, but is she, she's not exhibiting the same symptoms that uh, Colson or Garrett is, and I shouldn't say it matters about the time, because Garrett had it almost immediately, started the carbon shapes. He did have a lot of it, you're right. Uh, whereas Colson... Um, he didn't start start to show those symptoms until after he got that awareness of what was done right. to him. Yes. And that was always seen to be a key of it. And the psychosis others were uh, experiencing, they may not have had the outlet that apparently he has with uh, having an episode where he just starts carving. And once he gets it out of his system, he's good for a, for a couple of weeks as we jump to the end of the episode. Yeah. So we get more uh, absorbing man, we get more Crusher Creel, which I thought was good. That uh, we talked about that a little bit last week. That he he's not just a done in one villain. Um, well, and maybe now he is. Maybe, but I somehow I don't. Oh, I we'll don't, see him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but one of the things that's funny because I put in my notes early on was how does he have that? You know, because the object started to infect him or affect him when he was in the diner waiting. And I was like, "Wait a minute! He had the rubber gloves on when he picked the thing up." Like, but he, he even he even acknowledged, "I turned to rubber, but it still infected me." Late, so yeah. I mean, even though it's rubber, it's still him, right? And and they made a point of uh, saying that later on, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay." They he they're at least acknowledging it. Like, it's not one of those, right? Um, you you know that they just they just didn't think about. So I thought that was cool, um, and I thought it was interesting that, it, it, you know, a he was able to touch it without it killing him. Um, at least up at at first, um, but B that uh, it's it started to affect him like he did, and it, it 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 took on this his body took on the same properties as the object because the the lady in the the waitress right. in the diner touches him and then immediately almost immediately she starts exhibiting the same symptoms as anybody else that's touched it. Right, but not only that, he um, uh, the part of him that that was uh, infected by it and it did grow apparently, but also it stayed that way. He had no control over it. They right. made a point in the first episode saying how he could consciously control his transformation, his hand, his arm, his whole body, what have you. And even, so every time he tried to, to change into another substance, that spot, that spa- wouldn't would not be affected. Right. Right. And it, again, th- this version of Absorbing Man, one of the things they've been real big on saying is he gets pleasure from touching different materials. Like it's... it's right. You know, it, it, it feels good to him to touch, you know, wood or a specific type of metal or um, I th- I'm sure a lot of it has to do with, you know, new things that he's experiencing. And with this object, you could tell it's it's not it's, it's not something that has it's a pos- it's not a positive experience for him that, right. uh, it, you know, it, it's it's painful. It's irritating, you know, and he's, he's trying to, to get rid of it now uh, towards the end when he was with. um with Hunter, it looks like he was mostly transformed into that material that Raina gave him, that which appears yes. to be a, a, an extraterrestrial substance. But it looked like in the palm of his hand, he made the uh, the substance of the obelisk. Yes. So and that's what he was going to was going to touch Hunter with. At least that's what I came out with. Yes. So speaking of Raina, we we get the return of Raina. Good to see her. Yeah. Yeah. And again, so she's, you know, once she came on the scene and made a point of saying that she wasn't Hydra and that she offered him this other, you know, substance. And I was like, okay, here's our fourth, you know, faction. I was like, this isn't just three factions. This is, you know, this is a fourth faction. So things are getting really hairy with all these different uh, competing agendas. Right. 
The um, I had a thought on her. Oh, well, yeah. One thing when she when she called or sent the, sent a message to Shield, uh, they made up they made a point of saying that they shut down those frequencies, so now Hydra has no way to communicate, which surprised me a little bit. Here, I thought they would have just used that and monitored it to be able to get hits on where different different Shield uh, Hydra bases are, and Hydra Hydra threats and plans, and be able to monitor that. Uh, but apparently, they they just they close them down yeah one thing i did like about that is that ties in uh nicely with the uh end credit or one of the end credit scenes in uh captain america the winter soldier with uh baron von strucker saying that we have many hydro bases we'll we'll give some of them to fury's group while we continue to do our work and uh, that kind of plays into that, that, yeah, here's all these Hydra bases that the team can go after, and there's a threat out there. And meanwhile, right. the quote-unquote big bad that's going to be in whatever the next movie is or wherever on the road can still be out there, And there's but there's plenty for this S.H.I.E.L.D. team to do. Oh, my one of my, my favorite lines of the episode was when Coulson was looking at Hunter when, at least at that point, he thought Hunter was back on his side. He told him to suit up. So I, mm-hmm. I always like it when yeah, they when that. they suit up when suit up because that that's yeah. a big Avengers yeah. thing. Yeah, I did like the uh, uh, the way they handle the cloaking technology. That's an interesting way of doing it. Um, so we got we have we got a we got a cloak from a a Quin a Quinjet, and they that's the first time I think I've ever heard them say yes, those are Quinjets. Right. You know, I remember you've always, whenever we talk about them, like, yeah, I'm going to call them Quinjets because that's what I think they are. But this is the first time they actually called them one. I don't think I, in the Avengers or Cap I've ever no. heard them say no, that, they, which is cool. No. Uh, so now they've got a Quinjet and they've got the and the bus and they're both cloaked. Uh, just like the Hellcarrier was. But we only ever saw the Hellcarrier cloaked before. We never saw in the movies that they would have, that the smaller uh, aircraft would have had a cloak on them. Yeah. The bit with Fitz back when they were trying to figure out a way to neutralize uh, Absorbing Man. And at first he said, I didn't solve this today. And, right. you, you know, the Simmons character was like, oh, you know, it's okay. And uh, then when it came up again and he said it like the third time, I'm like, oh, he's subconsciously trying to say he's solved this problem before. Right. And that's you the know, way Mac finally picked up on it. He's like, wait, wait, wait. And it, 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 he, he finally managed to get it out a slightly different way, a different inflection that Mac figured out what he was saying and, you know, basically learned how to communicate with Fitz. And yeah. he was like, wait a minute, you figured it out before. And he's like, yes. And he's like, okay. And then they, then he knew where to, what to do. Uh, but yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I picked that up the first time he said it was like, I didn't figure it solve this today, meaning he solved it before. Right. And um, I was actually a little surprised that they ran with it like that and they didn't pick that up sooner. Uh, before we the got there, I say before we got there, there though, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, when Simmons was trying to get him to, uh, look at the, the blood work test and all that, it, it almost like she was, even though it's really fits the subconscious, trying to lead him down that path, almost in a little mischievous or dare I say evil, to which like, oh, look at this fits. It's just sitting here right here. Yeah. You know, but basically, it's—I mean—it's really what you know fits his subconscious trying to help him down the path he needs to be. Right, right. Um, you start talking about the overkill device. Yeah, so we get to see the overkill device again. Which that was saw... from the, that was the episode when uh, Fitz and Ward went on the mission together, right? The hub. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool to see that. So that was obviously what they used to overload. Uh, Creel and that and that was a cool fact. One of the things John and I talked about last week was that the effects have kind of taken a step up. That the Creel transition effects were really solid. They didn't look cheesy. Uh, and when he was going through, they cycled back through all of the transformations that he'd made previously. Uh, it, it was really well done for a yeah. TV budget. Yeah, that was really really well done. Um, they lost me a little bit when the Quinjet was landing in the hangar and Sky and Tripper walking out of it, but I, I yeah, can't with it. that was a little more complicated. Yeah, I mean, again, you're not going to get everything, but but in general, um, you know, it's pretty good. I mean, that's the stuff that you could 
forgive a little more easily if the if the transformation effects were really cheesy i think that would um you know turn people off a lot quicker right um I like the little. We got. We still. We got a, a few glimpses of the old Coulson. You know the old. Uh, you know quippy. Um, I'll watch Super Nanny while you drool in the yeah. corner, kind of Coulson. You know a couple times. I mean, one of them. He tells. Uh, he says when he at the at the. I'm getting a little tired of ourselves, but but there there are a few of them. One of them was, of course, we talked about in the beginning was they're going to have the bathroom tiled. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was. Uh, well, I guess that wasn't them. They they said something about a, a uh, I forget who it was that said they they didn't ha- even have a George Foreman grill. Yep, yep. A- and then at the end, when he he you know he confronts Talbot and he says, oh. "Glenn, can can I call you Glenn?" Um, <laughs> my my favorite part of that scene was at the end when uh, he revealed the bus, and it's like, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, and walks away. It's like, let's get out of here before the iceberg runs out of fuel. Yeah, yeah. And then he says that Hunter's basically at the base uh, watching Cake Boss. So that was... <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so I like when we get the glimpses of the old, the old. Uh, yeah. So, um, Fury's toolbox. I when, when Fury handed it to him, I thought, oh, what's this? I figured it was a computer module of some kind, but didn't expect that. Yeah, basically a, a projection computer, kind of like what Stark had in exactly. Avengers. Yes, you know, and uh, he can make his little notes on there and read through any file that's that's in there. And like we saw him, he pulled up uh, Agent Carter's file. He pulled up the file on the 084. Yep, and uh, yeah, he probably refers to that regularly. So we'll be seeing that again, I'm sure. Um. Probably one of the I, big. Yeah, go ahead. I like the slow mo shot when Hunter goes to take out Creel and he fires the rifle, and we get the bullet come out and we get the really cool, um, uh, sound barrier you know breaking effects of the bullet and it yep. kind of the shot angles around and then we see Creel making the transformation as the bullet comes towards him. It was just I, I thought that was really really well done. I mean, it, it again the effects look believable. Yeah. Um, that's right up there with Kevin Costner shooting an arrow in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> the uh, no, it was it was a a, a good scene. Then your then it became your basic foot chase, and right, you know, it worked out pretty well. But then Raina grabbed the suitcase and basically disappeared. The obelisk, though itself, this 084, Once it was revealed, and we had Kyle McLaughlin's character revealed. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it when Raina picked it up? I. I was thinking for almost a minute that he was messing with her. Like he was trying to see if she would actually do it. Yeah, um, I thought she was like going to be within like a, a half inch of it and he was going to stop her. Yeah. Or something. But but then but then then he did and then she picked it up and as he said it let you live. Yeah. Um which which was interesting. Now I'm wondering because Raina doesn't know what she is. I mean, she was trying to find out that herself. We don't know what she is. She, For all we know, she might be something similar to Sky or even this guy, if I remember from season one correctly. So I'm wondering, is she, like, what would happen if Sky touched it? Yeah. Uh, or, but, you know, but why did it react differently to her? Was it because of this other guy's presence? It's not that simple if it's because Sky was right there when Hartley grabbed the obelisk well no that's not true she was there after she grabbed the obelisk so he already... yeah i mean he obviously knows something about this thing that nobody else knows so right but i mean like 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 if if he is alien and and this obelisk is alien and they're compatible for lack of a better word like is that why it reacted differently because it's it's not defending itself it's it's letting itself be activated maybe is it that i don't i don't think so but what is it different about Raina that allowed that to happen? And that's, of course, one of the big mysteries that we're going to learn as the season goes on, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But I'm anxious to find out what will happen when Sky is in front of it. Um, I'm yeah. sure she's tied to it, obviously. If she's, she's tied to the symbols, uh, as is Coulson, obviously. Yes, I'm, I'm sure fairly soon we'll get that interaction between her and the object. 
Um, so speaking of the symbols, though, so mm-hmm. May and uh, is having a conversation with Coulson, and he basically says he he's overdue for an episode. He's been fighting it. Yes. And so she convinces him to let it go, and he takes his shoes and tie off and reveals behind a, a map, I think it was, basically a, another board like we saw at the end of season one, but nearby is a, basically some spackle paint and a, and a ladder, and he just starts carving again. And meanwhile, May is documenting everything and taking pictures of the whole process and the finished picture or design and everything. So she's clearly well aware it's been happening to Coulson. It's not the. F- this isn't the first time since that that finale that has happened. It's happened fairly regularly, probably every two weeks or so. Um, which comes back to why May was interested in him checking in every couple of days, not two weeks, as she mentioned in the first episode. Right. Um, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it is kind of creepy. And he finally, a month or so ago, from the timeline, got Sky involved on. Uh, trying to decode this stuff. Right. Which he probably was hard for him to do because he's probably trying to protect her from this because he's probably afraid she could get to the same place because she had the same injection. Yeah, I'm really curious. I mean, obviously, what he's doing is related to the obelisk in some way, shape, or form. Um, But I'm really curious to see how this ties together with Guardians coming out and the Kree being a named race now and, and took an, and taken a big part of guardians of the galaxy. I'm really curious if this is going to be somehow a way to connect that universe to, to this yeah. one. Like, so I, I'm really intrigued. I'm almost more intrigued by, you know, what these symbols are and what the, what the obelisk is than, than any other mystery that that's kind of hanging out there, including, you know, who sky is and what she is. Well, I, I see that as part of the same thing, at least at this True. point. I've seen nothing to, to tell me that Sky is not connected to this uh, obelisk. And now with the obelisk being in possession of who we presume is Sky's father, that makes it even more th- that much more of a connection. So they're all that's all connected in there. And, and, and even Hydra's tied into that because of the, the uh, uh, Reinhardt. I forget what his current name is, uh, his present-day name. Uh, yes, the Kraken. It's... Um... Yes. The Kraken, what? That's that's his... Um... Oh, is that his comic name? Yes. Like, is he in the comics? He's, yes. a, he's a character we know already? Daniel Whitehall. Whitehall, Daniel. yes. Yes. He's Whitehall now. He was Reinhardt in the... I think it was Reinhardt, right? I believe so, in the, in in, the, in the World in, War II era. In the World War II era. Yeah. Uh, and didn't age, or age very little, if I recall. Yeah, if, I, if, like I, if, I, if I read that all. well, he. I thought he seems a little. Yeah, maybe either either way. Um, so yeah, so we've got every basically three of our four factions are interested in this obelisk. One probably only to the degree the the fourth one in that it was in their position. Now it's not, but right. only three of them really, if not understand it, are interested because of what it is. Uh, so so that's going to play a big part in this in this season. I like the stinger at the end. I really liked Coulson meeting up with yeah. Talbot kind of one-on-one, mostly one-on-one. Yeah, but just, I, the, you know, showing him that he's not just a, a, a guy in charge of a band of misfits that, you know, can barely, uh, you know, cobble together anything. That he's he could be a valuable asset, that he's trying to do things the right way, um, and that basically he'll... They'll round him up, and he'll give Talbot all the credit and the glory, so he could, uh, uh, you know, earn more stars and patches on his right on his uh, uniform. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to how well that's going to sit with Talbot in the long term. He might be able to live with that for for a while, but that's that's not going to end well. No, but he, I mean, he makes a point of of you know saying he even said it to Hunter that he's you know has people with very deep pockets. Uh, you know, with him. So yeah. uh, I can see, uh, I can see that. And of course in season one, he was Colonel Talbot. He wasn't General Talbot. And now he is General Talbot. So um, his star is rising literally. Uh, and, and you know, that's why Colson even makes a point of saying, you know, I could, I can make it to where you could, you know, keep increasing the number of stars on your uniform. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
And I like I like that character. I like the I mean obviously he's a little bit of a caricature um you know with the whole mustache thing. Uh follow Talbot Stash on Twitter for for cool updates. It's a Twitter war between Talbot Stash and Skybangs I hear, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Ward's beard. That, that's the third that was <laughs> the right. third the third faction. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah. We have a lot of fun with uh Talbot Stash. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I like that. I like that we'll see that kind of uneasy alliance, or at least at this point, we'll probably see that uneasy alliance between the military and yeah. uh, and Coulson's group. Which again, like we said, I think just with these four factions, I think we're going to see strange bedfellows. Uh, you know, I think we're going to see the military having to do deals with Hydra. I think the, we're going to see the military do deals with uh, with Reyna and uh, Sky's father. So. Shall be interesting. It is. It will be. All right. So we posted onto the Facebook page uh, that we were recording tonight, and we got a couple comments that people want to read. Uh, I think mostly we we covered some of the stuff. Uh, first one is Jason Ritter. He asked, "Is Creel dead? And do you think Talbot will play ball with Coulson?" Uh, we talked about Creel a little bit. No, we don't think he's dead. He's kind of just in stasis or stuck in his last form and I'm sure that will change so I'm sure we'll see him again do you think Tal will play ball with Colson? yeah I think so for the short term and but eventually that will fall apart uh, his third question here though is and will fancy ghosts appear in season 2 uh, no no okay so no is that a reference to the Saturday Night Live thing or is that <laughs> What's that one too? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Okay, I, yes, yes. I I saw it once. The rest of the episode wasn't that good, but I saw the Marvel thing. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, uh, all right, um, Adam uh, says here. I really enjoyed the episode. I gave it four out of five. That's probably fair. I was surprised that they killed Lucy Lawless, Agent Hartley's character. Uh, Lucy Lawless, Agent Hartley character, and Russ thinks he's not. She's not dead. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. All right. And uh, Mary Kirk says, Simmons, do you think she'll really think she'll be Hydra? And I'm not going to answer that. We're not. I'm not going to answer it either. Um, so I I put a little uh, teaser out on on the Facebook uh, page. So for those of you that aren't on the Facebook uh, page, uh, you could check it out at Facebook.com/slash MCU Podcast. Uh, that we'd have a contest for this episode, and the prize for this week's episode is uh, a digital code for Captain America the Winter Soldier. Uh, so the contest will be to either post on the Facebook uh, group what you think uh, is going on with Simmons. Is she Hydra? Is she not? Is she just given uh, fits of space? Uh, whatever the case may be. I think we may have an answer for that next week. Maybe we won't. Um, but as soon as we do get more or less the definitive answer will take all of the submissions that were close or that that were close enough that they that they would be the the right answer uh, if we get more than one we'll we'll pick at random uh, from from those that entered correctly uh, so you can either do that or email IAC at hhwlod.com uh, if, if you don't if you're not on the Facebooks and you just want to email out um, and we'll include those two. Um, and if it's revealed n- next week, then we'll we'll uh, we'll announce a winner then. And if it's the following week, we'll announce the winner then. And hopefully, it won't drag on too long. Uh, but uh, but the winner will get a digital copy of uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Cool. Now, is that um, region sensitive? That one is it U.S. only, or is it anywhere? Did they say that? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know that. Um, my guess is it probably is region sensitive uh, just because that's typically how these things are. Right. Uh, so it, it, it may be only good to those in the U.S. I will research that and post that on the Facebook page as well. Cool. And uh, that should work with most of your providers, so iTunes or Google Play or Amazon Prime or Vudu is where I usually redeem mine. So uh, I think you only can use them one place. Though once you use the code, you get it. You get one shot at which which version you want. So right. Uh, so even if you 
Yeah. So yeah, you could, like I said, facebook.com slash MCU podcast. There's a thread, uh, on there about the giveaway. You could just reply to that. Or like I said, send an email to IAC at HHWLOD.com. Um, and I'll look through the emails and we'll, uh, we'll announce a winner as soon as we can. All right. So, uh, I say we take entries right up until 8.59 PM on Tuesday night. Eastern time, yes. Eastern time, yep. So uh, once once the uh, previously on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rolls, no more entries. Whatever we have before then is what we will use. And if we don't get an answer or we're not satisfied, we will post that we're still taking entries for the following week, and we'll talk about that in the next episode. Uh, so that is how you can win a copy of Captain America, the Winter, a digital copy of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yep. Good. Want to talk about ratings? Yeah. So... Do they still we suck? Got, it's a good news, bad news situation. So the good news is last week's ratings were revised up quite a bit. Uh, so when you look at the plus three, the DVR plus three, li- or live plus three day ratings, uh, it had a huge boost, like a 52% bump in the ratings for adults 18 to 49. So last week we talked the rating was 2.1, which wasn't that great, uh, but it, it ended up the live plus threes were 3.2. So... A 52% bump, which shows a lot of people just don't watch it live, that a lot of folks yeah. uh, DVR it, which makes sense. I mean, I think this audience is skewing towards folks that are probably more inclined to be fans of the movies um, and into geeky kind of things, which usually leads into people being, um, you know, connected and gadget savvy and, you know, uh, you know, have, you know, use DVRs and, and things like that. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Um the bad news situation is episode two, uh, this week's episode, uh, the ratings were a 1.8, and that was the final overnights. Uh, so that's all live plus same day. Right. So down from 2.1 to 1.8. I'm assuming that the plus threes, just like last week, will be considerably higher than this 1.8. Um, but last week, after the plus three gains, um, it actually bumped ahead of... of uh, of CSI uh, New Orleans, so right. uh, you know, so that so that's good. So it's it's just interesting to see how how this shakes out. I mean, obviously Nielsen pays more attention to the live and the live plus three, um, and and not so much the live plus sevens. But I think this gives us a better gauge for what the audience really is out there for this show, um, and hopefully positive word of mouth will continue. I think for most folks that have have stuck with it. Um, or have decided to jump back in with season two, uh, they pretty much enjoy it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the people that were out are out and, and, you know, they have their opinions on what the show is or isn't. Um, but I think for the folks that stuck with it, I mean, I think they definitely feel like so far into season two, it's, it's, it's still on the upswing that, that it's, you know, it hasn't leveled out, uh, and that, and that things are moving in the right direction. Yeah, I would uh, agree. I think it's uh it's I think it's going to build up over the season goes on. Uh consistently I'm hearing people who have seen it that it's uh better than ever. It's not the same show it was last year or at least it's consistent with what it was after Cap the Captain America reveal. Right. Um and we'll see we'll see how that how that holds up. Uh I continue to enjoy to enjoy it though. And I and I really enjoyed going back and watching season 1 again. Um Back to back, you know, just on the DVDs, the Blu-rays, and it's uh, you can see a lot of what they were building to more clearly now. Of course, knowing the end game helps with that. Sure. I guess we could do ratings, and then we'll talk a little bit of news. I don't think we did ratings last. I think John and I got so tied up with uh, with news and stuff. I don't think we did ratings. So do you have a do you have a out of five for this week? And out of five, uh. Let me go with a four. It's you know a solid start. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the same. I mean, you know, good. You know, nothing in there that you know particularly you know blew me away one way or the other, but no. just a good solid episode. I mean, nothing, yep. you know, nothing really eye rolly. Nothing that rubbed me the wrong way. I think uh, again, I think the show is is moving in a good direction. I think there's a lot of interesting things coming up, uh, and I'll be curious to see how how things go. No, I had a lot of action, had a lot of motion, and also got a really good idea of what the current, the new status quo of this of this team is, uh, of this organization, really. And uh, so now I know where we're at, so let's find out where we're going. 
Yep. Cool. So we got a, not too much on the news front either this week. I think the only real big news that we have, and this is, uh, I think, more speculative. One of it is, I think, confirmed at this point. The other is speculation, which means probably tomorrow, since we're recording tonight, it'll become official tomorrow. But uh, it looks like Joaquin Phoenix has officially passed on Doctor Strange, that he is not going to be playing Doctor Stephen Strange in the Doctor Strange movie. Which I'm, I'm not horribly disappointed by that. I'm not either. I'm, I've kind of made it known here before that uh, not a not a huge fan of uh, Joaquin Phoenix. I gotta think he would have been hard to work with in the Marvel way of making movies. Yes, yes, uh, I I think that's true. Uh, so the the newest uh, rumor is Ethan Hawke as Doctor Strange. That's and interesting. Not who I would expect, but I think I could work with that. I do me as well. I, it's one of those two where it's like I didn't think of that, but then when I saw that that rumor come about, I was like, I think he could pull it off. I yeah. think he could. I think he could do it. I think he, you know, he's close enough to the look. Um, I think he's got the acting chops. Uh, I'd I'd be happy with. I, I'd be yeah. you know, good with that. Uh, so again, unconfirmed at this point, but I think as that movie. Uh, now it's not officially been given a release date or anything. I think the only thing officially we've known is the director, and and that it is going to happen. It is going to go into production, um, but I, I'm pretty sure at this point it's taking up the other summer 2016 slot. Uh, so if that's the case, I think they need to kind of get moving fairly quick um, in order to make that date. Cause yeah, we're, we're getting close into well, 2015. They'll have to do principal in the spring at the early at the latest probably. Yeah, yeah. We I mean we already know. I think April is when they start filming on. Uh, cap three, mm-hmm. or maybe it's February. So it's it's coming up pretty close. Yeah, it might be. And Cap three is the spring sixteen. It may. So it'll be. I guess they're not going to go spring or April. spring early summer. Yeah, early summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then so that'll take the July slot because it seems that's where they're going to be settling in. Because I know we have yeah. Guardians. Guardians was August first. It's going to be July twenty seventh, whatever, in, in seventeen. So. Um, I think 15 is July is the Ant-Man. Yeah. And then so now 16 July would be the Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I think I think it's either 16 or 17 also has a November slot too. Maybe it's 17 that has a November slot. Interesting. So I think that in 2017 I think there's three movies that right. are that are slated which is very interesting. Cool. The uh, um, another piece of news we got was uh we they're casting the Yet, uh, well, the previously unnamed older brother of Grant Ward, Maynard Ward. I guess this is the brother that tortured uh, uh, yeah. Grant or vice versa. But meanwhile, he's also he's a senator, Senator Maynard Ward. And I got to wonder if is he going to be the quote unquote senator with deep pockets that Talbot referred to? Yeah, interesting because I first saw it reported as Maynard Ward, and now I'm seeing it reported as Christian Ward. So I'm not sure what's you know what's um, going on? Maybe it was just a. I'm not sure at this point which report is either right. E- or wrong. Either way, it appears to be Grant Ward's brother. Yes, they just maybe that, haven't that is, settled the name yes. on the name. And being that he's a senator and probably knows that Ward was Shield and probably knows now that Ward is Hydra, might be well motivated to uh, take down what's left of Shield by sponsoring Talbot. Yes. Um. But given his um, darker nature, maybe maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah. We shall see. But it but it's going to be played by uh, Tim Decay, who I guess was on the show White Collar. It was the USA show White Collar, which I guess is wrapping up its uh, sixth season. Yeah. Uh, now, so he's a familiar TV face. Yeah. So I'm not sure when we're going to see him, but uh, that will be episode six. Six. Okay, so only yes. a couple weeks away. A fractured house is the name of that episode. Okay. Interesting. Yep. But that's about it. Like, we don't... Nothing new on the Netflix front. I mean, other than what we've already talked about, we still don't have a uh, Age of Ultron trailer. I've heard uh, rumors of that coming along with Interstellar in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, which is... I guess we're a month away from, from that, which I'm actually looking forward to quite a bit. Um, really? Yeah, I'm supp- you are, huh? Yeah, yeah I, I trailers really do nothing for me. It mm. looks it looks like a I, a post apocalyptic uh, whatever the one with uh, what's her name was in 
with the sphere. Uh, oh, Elysium? No, 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 no. Um, oh, why make one when you can make two for twice the cost? Uh, Jody, Jody Foster. Yeah, Elysium. That, that wasn't called Elysium, was it? Yeah. No. Yes, with uh, with Matt Damon. No. Oh, uh, uh, contact. Yeah, contact. That's it. Okay. It's funny how we were both thinking of a movie with Jodie Foster. We we're just <laughs> probably fifteen years apart. Point is, the, it's uh, this like you know, magical teleporter thing that takes you off to other other side of space. Anyway, it 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 doesn't do anything for me. That's what I'm saying. The trailers I've seen so far. I guess there's a new one though that everybody tells says is stunning though. So. A new trailer. Yeah, it just came out. But anyway, I I'm one of those that's all in on Chris Nolan. I mean, he can he kind of does no wrong for me. If nothing else, he just makes a makes a fantastic looking movie, right. um, re- regardless of what you may or may not think of the plots. But hey, Matthew McConaughey was that one too. <laughs> that's right. He was yeah. in contact. Yeah, that's funny. So I guess that's it. We did have a bit of a. Uh, I guess the next episode coming out, I did have a bit of a spoiler, but it kind of ties into, or possibly could tie into, our contest. So I don't really want to get into that too much because it'll lead, I think, to too much speculation right. and discussion. Uh, so we will just leave it at that for this week. Um, but that's that's all I've got. Unless you've got something else. No, I I, I don't think so. It's uh, good to be back. I'm love that Shield's back on. I can get my MCU fix on a weekly basis now. Uh, I kind of. What are you, how are we feeling about the new time slot? That's fine. I mean, for me, you know, six. Yeah, I know. It, we're, we're part of the plus three, so. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been. Uh, this I, the premiere I did watch live uh, last uh, Tuesday's episode. I did not get to watch live because I was actually uh, traveling uh, back home. So I didn't get to see it. Yeah. The eight o'clock, honestly, for me to watch live actually works better uh, because just if if I'm late from work or if I if I have to you know if I have something going on, by the time I get home and get settled in and everything else, sometimes that seven o'clock, uh, I'm not I'm not on it right then and there. So the eight o'clock is a good time slot because I'm more apt to watch it live at that point. You Texas guys, you guys are all weird on time zones. Yeah. I've I've lived in the ten- central time zone my whole life. Chicago's yeah. in the te- central time zone as well. <laughs> All right. Um, now I think I am uh, I am good. Cool. So again, uh, the email. Don't forget the contest. Uh, so check out the Facebook group. Again, like we said, facebook.com slash MCU podcast. Um, the email address, of course, is iac at hhwlod.com. Uh, so please participate in that. You can go. Why did Simmons leave? What happened to yes. Simmons? That is the question to answer to get your uh, your shot at the Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yes, um, you could leave a voicemail at nine seven two seven nine eight thirty eight thirty, and check out hhwlod.com for all the cool podcasts that we have on the network, uh, including the newly released DC TV podcast. So if you're uh, uh, comic book agnostic and want to know everything there is to know about both halves of uh, the major comic book uh, TV universes. We do have a, a DC show that uh, Jim Dietz uh, heads up that show and has a, a whole cast of characters that uh, rotate in and out uh, uh, on that show. So definitely check that out as well as all the other cool stuff we have at hhwlod.com. Uh, so until next week, uh, this is Russ and Ken, and you've been listening to It's All Connected. Good night.